0: All right, welcome to episode fifteen of Premature Bingo. And we got a free flowing episode here today. We're gonna cover a bunch of random topics. Um yeah. But I, I've got one to start here. Cool. So had a great weekend and we ended up capping it off today with brunch. oh And Sunday brunch, like we've done it twice now in the last month and a half. And uh it's a game changer. Like we went out, we had we had brunch, we had a great meal. Came back here, walked around the park, did a couple laps, and then came inside and played board games. Hmm. We we're done at like two, two in the afternoon or whatever. So still have like most of your day, but got to hang out with some of the you know our best friends and it's like what wow, what a what a great way to start the day. Yeah, like a great meal, some exercise, and some games with you know some awesome people. So I
1: I don't know, I'm a big brunch guy now. Right. So what time is your brunch window? Because I know some like what times your brunch window. Uh, when does it become lunch?
0: Uh, I'd say it probably becomes lunch at, I'd say at noon. I mean, you can make an argument eleven thirty, but I right. if I go to place at right. eleven thirty, like you could order breakfast or lunch. I'd say once it gets to to twelve twelve thirty, that's when it starts
1: becoming more lunch than uh brunch. Around the noon hour, that's when brunch becomes lunch, but I think brunch windows are. 10 to 11 30 but you know let's say you start at 11 that's brunch even though it might wean off into the noon window you're having brunch because you started off at 11 oh yeah the starting time is what matters not the finished. right well not when you end yeah but you know if you have like an 11:29 brunch like hey maybe you're pushing it like maybe you're just saying brunch but you know it's lunch yeah it was that's f- lunch <laughs> it was funny when we
0: so we had plans to go to this one place call it the breakfast club yeah and uh, a couple of us not me but you know they got there and they're like yeah you know can we get a table for eight which is a lot of people and they're like yeah it'll be like 45 minutes so someone put that in the group chat and i was like oh like we could check you know the other place uh johnny cakes down the road because it's literally like a mile away like all right great and then uh so we're going to check johnny cakes and then our friend pat what we call them and they're like, Yeah, it's gonna be twenty five minutes. Our friend Pat goes, All right, some of you guys go over there and wait. We'll stay here. Whoever gets a table first, everyone else will just drive over. I'm like, okay, <laughs> we're not gonna do that. Like <laughs> And then uh our friend Joe made a joke. He's like, Yeah and I'll just I'll go over to IHOP and wait too. We'll just, you know. <laughs> right. We'll go to McDonald's and get a table. Like, dude, uh getting a table that large and then like canceling on them just because another restaurant a mile down the road has a table like that's a dick move
1: right <laughs> you can't do that you know they they accommodate for 8 people especially when it's a smaller like little diner right you know, they accommodate then, you know. for 8 people <laughs> sorry i hop had a 20 minute wait i'm out of here <laughs> yeah
0: sorry we're actually going to go down the road <laughs>
1: we're actually going to eat at the big boy down the street yeah that was
0: a all time idea
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> i'm glad that was shot down immediately as opposed oh. to like being entertained for a little bit
0: no we were all just making
1: fun of him but he's <laughs> like he's like no nah, you guys are crazy <laughs> what about uh, like i know i've been in positions like that where you're in a group of a large people and someone uh puts out an idea are there ever certain times where you're like wait hold on guys this idea is being entertained a little too long like this was like no
0: have oh, you ever wait. been in that situation yeah man that happens
1: all the time yeah, <laughs> yeah. Maybe we should go to Arby's. Like, dude, shut the fuck up. We're <laughs> not. We're not going to Arby's. Yeah. Or I don't know. Maybe ordering pizza and someone oh. says something whack and you're like, dude, we're not. Maybe we don't get pizza. Maybe we get like uh, a veggie tray. Like, dude, shut <laughs> up. And then someone's like, well, I'm trying to lose weight. You're like, dude, why are we entertaining this for more than a second?
0: Yeah, one of those ideas that is tossed around for like 20 seconds, and then I was like, wait, <laughs> wait, wait, what are we doing? Are right? we doing? Get out of here. <laughs> get out of here
1: yeah (laughs) what we're gonna get a
0: vegetarian pizza come on yeah dude we had some we had some good pizza yesterday too uh we went out to a comedy show and then before the show we went in in downtown detroit so the show was at the hockey town it's like the detroit house of comedy it's like yeah oh yeah 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 so when you walk into a hockey town like you can go eat and then if you go to the left they have like the the comedy room yeah um and we didn't eat there we ate at this pizza place like a block or two over but it was Mm -hmm. really good uh but then the comedy show it was uh, David Lucas, who, I don't know, if, if you've seen Kill Tony, he's one of the regulars on Kill Tony. And he's, like, famous for, like, his roasting abilities. And he's all, his stand-up's really good, too. Uh, so, we saw him, and then he did probably, like, a 35, I don't know, 40-minute set. And then he's like, all right, I'm going to do something special for you guys. And he's, he started doing, like, a Q&A, which is really cool because there's, That's cool. Yeah, there's probably, if I had to guess, I don't know. I don't know how many people the room holds, but I'd, I'd guess around 200, 250, maybe. Maybe 300 at the absolute most. Um, but, yeah, I mean, he was just an- – like, he answered, like, 25 questions. And he was answering them, like, wholeheartedly. Like, it, it's you know, people were asking him, like, oh, like, would you do the material you just did, like, you know, in California or whatever? Like, things like that. And he would answer, like, seriously. And they're like, oh, who's your least favorite, you know, regular on Kill Tony? And he, like, gave, like, a serious a- – it was funny, but, like, a serious answer. Right. Um, so, because he's famous for his roasting, like, I asked, I was like, oh, like, do you uh, – you know, what's your – do you just come up with that off the cuff or do you like practice it? And he's like, nah, man, most of it just comes off the cuff. And like, it was kind of like an underwhelming question, but I was curious as to answer, you know what it was. Right. Uh, and then we went with Shane and Bridget and Bridget raises her hand right after <laughs> so, like a question later, he calls on her and, and she's like, can you roast him? And points at me. <laughs> <laughs> And, uh, and I, I, was smi- I was smiling because I was right. like, oh, this is Funny. cool. Yeah, and, yeah. So, and he's like, yeah. He's like, get up here. So, so I go up on the stage. No way. And he roasts me. And, dude, it was hilarious. He's like, uh, I think he had like four jokes. He's like, the first one, he's like, oh, look at this robot looking motherfucker. <laughs> like, as soon as I got up on the stage. And Let's then, him, uh, yeah. And then he's like. He's like, man, this guy looks like, uh, you know, he's the he's a CEO of a, a vape company that failed. <laughs> That's pretty good. Man. And and then everyone laughs. And then he's like, man, this guy looks like a high school football coach that hasn't won any games. <laughs> <laughs> That's a little too relatable. <laughs> yeah. And then and then the best one. He's like, this guy looks like Pipple's younger brother who failed out of rapping Chihuahua. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's good. That was that was cool. Yeah. Yeah,
0: and it, dude, it was it was cool yeah. being up there, like. Yeah. Uh, well, one, being up on a stage like that, I haven't really done that before. And right. it's it crazy. Like, with the way the lights are set up, like, I guess you would think when you're on the stage, it's, like, easy to s- kind of see everyone. But, like, looking for the group that we went with, I was like, oh, I had to, like, squint a little bit. And, like, it's, it's like, dark, I guess is what I'm trying to say. You like, can't see people. Yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, but, yeah, no, it was really cool just being up there and, like, one, being, like, you know, two feet away from, like, this comedian that I'm a, a huge fan of or whatever. And then mm-hmm. having him roast me in front of a couple hundred people, like, dude. It was it was just an
1: epic moment. That was cool, man. Yeah, yeah. It, and he seemed it seems like he he was you know cool about it. It's like yeah, dude, fucking coming up here and I'll roast you like improv and, and yeah. And easy. then he
0: did he did a meet and greet after too. So like after you could go and get a picture with him, and then obviously he had like his merch and stuff. But it right. was just, I it's really cool, and I feel like it's rare um, to get someone like that like. Obviously, once you make it to a certain point, it's Im- it's impossible to do that, right? Like, when right. you're Bill Bird or Joe Rogan or, or uh, Louisa C.K. like, and you're selling out, you know, arenas or whatever, like, you can't do that because there's just too many people. But it's really cool when, like, a comedian or someone like that is on the come up and they're still like, oh, yeah, I'm going to take the time. Like, he had another show, like, a half hour later. Like, he didn't have to meet anyone. Right. But it's really cool. He's like, yeah, like, I'll meet with everyone and take, like, I'll take pictures with everyone, you know, say hey. And I don't yeah. know. It's
1: just, it's, it's really cool to have that experience. Absolutely. He's in that phase where he's still kind of like grinding it out a little bit, like still like doing the road a lot. And he probably doesn't, I, I'm, I'm sure he's got a decent amount of fans, but he doesn't have like a, a ton where he's able to sell out arenas or whatever. So he, he probably like, yeah, you know, these are the guys who helped me launch off. So I'm going to, you know, take care of them. Like I'm going to meet him. And yeah. I'm going to roast them on stage. Like, right. And so that's cool. Yeah. And he, I mean, he's
0: selling out, like, a, you know, the, like I said, the place holds two, 250, 300. And he sold that out for multiple shows, which is cool for, you know, multiple days. So he's got a a decent fan base, but it's just different from like the whole, uh, you know, arena experience. Um, but one of the other uh, Q and A's that was kind of funny this this one girl, she's like he was wearing like a hat for most of the set, and she's like, "Oh, will you give me your hat?" and uh, and she's like, "I'll show you, I'll show you my titties or whatever." And he's like, <laughs> "He's like your," she was with a guy. He's like, "Oh, your yeah. your boyfriend's cool with that?" And like he like nods his head, and she's like, "Yeah, he's <laughs> cool with it." And he he was like thinking about it for a minute, and i I kind of thought he would do it, but then I think he he had the like i don't know he was just like man like I don't know if if we should be doing that like in, in a club like this like I, he's like, I don't know if I want to get in trouble, so they ended up doing it, but um he said something to her, and then she's like i don't I don't know what he said, but she's like, yeah, like, uh, I would be down to fuck you or something like and uh he's like, oh like and you know, back in the hotel room. And she's like, yeah, like I will. She's like, I will have sex with you. Like she just says that in front of everyone. And her boyfriend's right fucking there.
1: I'm like, what is going on? Dude. One, that dude's a loser. Two lady, come on like that. That's a little rough. But I mean, just imagine if you're that guy, like, come on, dude. I'd be like, Hey honey, we've had enough to drink. Let's time time to go home. Like, sorry. Sorry to embarrass myself and everyone else here. Well, it's one thing that's not funny. In my
0: opinion, if it's a joke, right? Like, oh, like, uh, but uh, but the way she said it, it like, she was like, like, like in her eyes because she was only like a row or two back. So I could see like, she was like, yeah, like, I will fuck you. I was like, Jesus Christ. Like, how disrespectful for the guy you're here, here
1: with. Like, she was serious. She was dead serious. Dude, that, that's ridiculous. One, that guy's got to get like some balls on him and say like, hey, that's enough. Also, like, that's not a funny joke. Even if she is doing it to be funny. It wasn't a joke. She was serious. Right, but even if it was a joke, that's not a funny joke. It's just disgusting. Like you're just a whore at that point. So <laughs> that poor—I don't want to say that poor guy because he should be like, listen, and he never should have let it happen or get to that point. But that's wild. Yeah, I mean, I—I I don't blame the
0: guy in the moment. I mean, I, after, yeah, he should have said something. But in the moment, I mean, what are you gonna do? Shut the fuck up. I don't think anyone's gonna take her side. Uh, I don't know. I feel like if like, if you're in that situation, oh. you
1: just gotta kind of just s- s- sit there, and then on the ride home, you're like, "What the hell was that?" I would say something in the moment. I- I'd make a scene about it because now, not only is she embarrassing herself, but she's embarrassing me, and like that's she she's crossed a line, like a very significant line. Of no, you you are you are ruining the whole brand of us. Yeah, like I- and, you- you- like you're not. No, I'd be like, uh uh-uh, uh 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 uh-uh, uh. Uh-uh and tell her to like sit down or something yeah
0: i don't think it's as big of a deal but i wouldn't i wouldn't be with someone like that in the first place so
1: that's a good point (laughs) (laughs) very good point
0: (laughs) i guess that's what it comes back to
1: (laughs) (laughs) all right yeah 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 Uh, that's a good starting point you address the situation before it happens you know (laughs) pre uh preventive action yeah yeah it's just uh, it's just weird how many times have you been to the uh Detroit House of Comedy? I haven't been yet. I really want to go.
0: Yeah, so it just opened a couple months ago. We saw it um a week or two after it opened, we saw Hans Kim, who's another guy on he's Kill great. Tony. Yeah, he's hilarious. He opened for Rogan. Yeah. Well, yeah, when we went, yep, he opened for Rogan too. He also did the meet and greet after, which was really cool. And like one of uh like Bridget got it, his phone <laughs> number. And it's only <laughs> yeah, he, he only got her. He she only got his phone number because he's like the horniest guy alive. <laughs>
1: he's like, also like he, he seems a little like awkward too. He's just like, "Oh, wow, girl wants my number." Yeah.
0: <laughs> but yeah, so uh yeah, I've only been there twice. It's it's a, it's a cool venue. The seating can be a little bit tight, but uh it is a it's an intimate venue to you know, like I said where like you could do the Q&A and after you do the meet and greet. So that part of it's really cool.
1: Yeah, no, that's cool. Uh I would love to I've seen Hans Kim. That would have been awesome. I really like him. Yeah, uh, next I'll, time he comes, well, I, we can go. Absolutely. Also, I haven't been to a comedy show yet that has that kind of intimate environment. I haven't been, you know, I haven't been to a comedy show yet where uh, where it's kind of like an up and coming guy. I've only been to like the Rogans, the Arena Tours. I really haven't been to a lot of comedy shows, period. Uh, but definitely, I, I want to start going to the Detroit House of Comedy. You know, it's close, and also just want to see some. I just want to see people, like, work some stuff out. It just It's yeah. fun to see comedy. I like to laugh. We
0: should also go uh, to Mark Ridley's Comedy Castle in Royal Oak. They have – it's a smaller venue than House of Comedy. I don't know. It probably holds 1, 150, maybe not even. And uh, But th- they do – like, they'll book someone to do, like, Thursday through Sunday shows. And, uh, like, a, I, I looked on the calendar before. Like, there are a couple names where, like, if you look on YouTube, like, their special has, like, a million views or like, a couple million. So, like – You know, they're legit comics, and uh, it would be cool to go to something like that, too.
1: Absolutely. I would like to go there. Um, Yeah. Yeah, never been there. Uh, Do they have, like, decent decent comics there, or?
0: At the Mark Ridley's? Yeah. I've only been there once. Okay. And
1: uh, the,
0: I think there were three or four, no, four comics when we went, and, like, two of them were good, one of them was all right, and one of them wasn't. So, I, I honestly, with that, too, like... David Lucas last night like the guy that opened up before him he was funny and then the girl that opened up the show she was she was all right She was kind of funny but uh wasn't my particular cup of tea I guess I get that you know yeah. so
1: many different a lot of different comics have different styles and you know yeah I, I have a certain style that I like and makes sense yeah
0: but yeah man what's been going on with you I feel like I just uh Gave you my weekend pretty much <laughs>
1: <laughs> no no it, it's, it's been pretty boring it's been a it's been a boring week at work uh, I got a new phone which was oh a, really which was an ordeal yeah I've had the same phone for three years so I finally got a an upgraded iPhone with a case like this case works I, I hated cases before I had a life proof case and every time I wanted to charge it or something it, it was just such an inconvenience so uh, I just didn't have a case on my phone for a long time but <laughs> I was at the point where my phone wouldn't charge. I would have to use a wireless charger, so I figured that was a good time to uh,
0: what
1: what kind of wireless like do you have wireless chargers at home or how does that work? Yeah, I have a wireless charger in my car. Oh. it's built into my car. and then also I had to, I went on Amazon and I bought a wireless charger because I didn't know if I would <laughs> be able to get a a, a new phone in time that that's a clown move (laughs) so i got but it's cool like it's like a charging station and i can just set my phone there my airpods everything and then if you have an apple watch it works too it's like 25 bucks not not that bad um so yeah i got a new phone that was uh, a little bit of an ordeal you know those at&t commercials first i can't stand the at&t girl she's just fucking annoying I don't I think she's annoyed.
0: They're just the commercials in general are annoying. Oh, our
1: new customers and existing customers, they both get the same deal. Right. Well, maybe it's because I watch a lot of the same programs, and so it's the same commercials over and over. But I, th- I think the AT&T girl is just disgusting. Not, She's not disgusting. I'm annoyed of her. Here's why I'm annoyed of her. Like, all right, no secret. She's fucking hot. Like, she, she's a babe. The AT&T girl is a babe. And... <laughs> She talks about like, how she's objectified, and she shouldn't be objectified. However, she makes it sound like, why are people just like judging me based off of my looks and how I look? Um, like, First of all, you're not a fucking scientist. You're on an AT&T commercial. You were probably chosen and picked because you look pleasant to look at. Like That's your whole job, to be pleasant to look at. Now, you don't need to look like a supermodel, but you need to be pleasant looking. Yeah, real quick. It's just, I mean, it's the same with Jake from State Farm. Like, he's right. a good looking guy. Right. He is. Yes. Yeah. Jake from State Lo- Farm is a good looking guy. That's why they upgraded Jake from State Farm. From the fat th- white guy. <laughs> right, some fat white guy who looks like your neighbor or just like some <laughs> dude who's sitting at a McDonald's. The new Jake from State Farm is like a dude you see out at a club who's like the DJ or who's like talking to, or, or like the bartender. He's a good looking guy. The,
0: the new Jake from State Farm, you would see him, uh, at a club and he'd have, like, three chicks around him. There'd be no other guys. It'd be, like, him talking to, like, three chicks because he's just a good-looking guy. Right.
1: That or he's, like, one of the popular bartenders at one of, you know, one of the go-to bars that, you know, the bartenders need to look good. You know those certain places you go, the bartenders need to look good because it's, like, oh, good people, you know, good-looking people hang out here. Anyway, back to the AT&T girl. You know, she talks about how I'm objectified and all this stuff. It's, like, all right, stop it. You're not, like... You're, you're not a scientist. You're not a pharmacist. You're not a doctor. You're not, you're not doing groundbreaking work. Your job is to be pleasant to look at. And also within your realm of acting and entertainment, you're not producing immaculate art. You're not Meryl Streep. You're not Julia Roberts. You're I mean, hell, you're not even that chick. You're not even Stifler's mom, that broad who played Stifler's mom. You're not even her. At least she's funny and entertaining. You literally look pleasant and can read a 30-second script. That's it. So don't act like you you know you're this significant person like you're the AT&T girl. Oh well,
0: plus in the commercials too she's wearing the AT&T uniform which is it doesn't expose anything at all it's a very you know uh, I don't know it's non-objectifiable <laughs> uniform. She <laughs> she's a sofa.
1: Pho- she's an AT&T employee. Right right right. Yeah it's not like right. they got yeah exactly. She's not working at a bar. Anyway. <laughs> but of course since she's you know a public figure people find her on the internet. But that's just—I just find that super annoying. It's the same thing with Meghan Markle. why I don't like her, I was objectified. Like, bitch, you were on Deal or No Deal. Like, of course. Like, what? What? What did you sign up for? You signed up for it. You were a pretty girl who held a lunchbox. All right. Know your place. Don't act like you were oppressed. Don't act like you were working in a coal mine or doing anything of significant. You—you you weren't an inner-city teacher in Detroit, nor were you like—I don't know—a nurse in the COVID unit. You were opening a box. AT&T girl chill out
0: yeah I, I give you that especially with the Megan Markle like yeah if that's what you signed up for I mean I don't know
1: yeah that's on you yeah so <laughs> that, that was my phone but of course the person who sold me the phone uh looked nothing like the AT&T girl it was uh, a dude named Sam who was training um and uh, not that I was expecting the AT&T girl but uh however they have those commercials, like trading your iPhone. And, you know, I didn't get shit. I I went to go trade in my iPhone, and then they gave me like a hundred bucks for it. What was your old iPhone? What model? Yeah, uh, uh, it was from three years ago. I don't know. I so had like a nine, ten, eleven. Who knows? it had some key Mart scratches, but yeah, they didn't give me shit. You only got a hundred bucks? I think like a hundred bucks or whatever. Yeah, I feel like you got ripped off. Oh, maybe. Yeah, when we, it's only, it's, I only pay an extra twelve bucks a month, so. Oh, that's not bad.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say, I switched over from uh prepaid service to verizon so i got a new customer deal but then when my wife got on my plan too she was already verizon and she traded in her old phone and they still gave her like i don't know a couple hundred dollars credit hmm. so
1: yeah so that was my experience at the at t store so not terrible uh also leads us into one of the other things we can talk about but i got confronted at work to buy girl scout cookies Ooh, tasty. And yes, Girl Scout cookies are great. I'm sure everyone loves Girl Scout cookies. We can have a conversation about what are the best or not. However, I hate the confrontation of needing to buy Girl Scout cookies, especially when I'm at work or at... Like, don't confront me to buy Girl Scout cookies unless it's at, like, the front of a supermarket. Because at the front of the supermarket, I'm busy, I'm doing my thing. I can just be like, oh, hey, sorry, no thanks, and be on my merry way. However, you know, when I'm at work and I get confronted and people come to my place of work and they're like, hi, would you like to buy some Girl Scout cookies? I cannot reject. I, I can't reject that. I just don't have it in me to reject Bro. that. But if I can just say no and walk away, I'm good.
0: <laughs> I don't think you understand. That's the whole model is for you to be confronted at work. That's why they have young girls do it like – because when uh, when a child or, you know, someone comes up to you and says, <laughs> no. Do you wanna buy cookies? There's only one answer. It's yes. I'll take a box of Samoas or whatever. Whatever your, you know, cookie of choice is. That's the whole model of the Girl Scouts. I mean, obviously, yeah, they sell like in front of stores and stuff too, and they, they d- the whole model of the Girl Scouts is volume. <laughs> That's all that they're just cranking out cookies, as many as possible. They have quotas. Each girl is supposed to sell a certain number of boxes, I know because my niece is a Girl Scout. And, uh, yeah, dude, they have like these insane quotas and then like a percentage (laughs) of what their like, uh, you know, troop ends up selling, like goes back to the Girl Scouts so they can do fun shit, like go to the zoo or, you know, whatever. But yeah, that's the the whole motto of the Girl Scouts is just sell as much as possible. And the whole way to do that is to confront
1: people at work. (laughs) Right. It's a great strategy because you can't say no. They should should write about this in the Harvard business reviews. (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) What Apple needs to learn from the Girl Scouts? What <laughs> Elon Musk and Tesla need to learn from Girl Scouts of America? It's just a kid. Would you, would you like to buy the new iPhone? <laughs> right. Hi. Hey, how's it going? she got a sash on. Oh, are you a Girl Scout? Yes, I am. Hi. Would you like to <laughs> Would you like to sign up to lease a new Tesla? And you're like, oh, no, thanks. I can't afford it. Oh, but it'll help us go to camp this summer. You're like, oh, okay, fine. <laughs> but. Yeah, it's very, very difficult, and I think sometimes there's a certain point in which I think it's crossing the line, because when I'm, because there's multiple Girl Scouts that come to my place of work and are saying, "Can you buy this? Can you buy that?" and I understand it's just a box of cookies for like five dollars. However, like, I, I think sometimes it's just a little, it's just a little much, like. I can't say no. Maybe that's on me, but I, I mean, I was asked like six times. This Dude, year. I think you're a hater. Just say. I don't like cookies either. I'm not a sweet tooth.
0: Well, personally. okay. One, just say, hey, I already bought, I already have X amount. I already bought a ton. I don't need any more. Or two, just buy them and give them to someone for like a gift. Just like, oh, hey, I was thinking of you. I know you like peanut butter. <laughs> here's, here's these tagalogs. <laughs> hey,
1: I know you like chocolate. Here's some cookies. Right. Here's Here's some thin mints. Here's what I ended up Oh hey, up, yeah. I knew I knew you
0: were having a bonfire this weekend
1: here's some s'mores cookies. Here's what I ended up doing. I ended up just I had like um uh, like a 10 in my wallet and I'm like here just take the 10. I'm like I don't want the cookies. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you just gave her the money. You didn't even buy anything?
1: Yeah, I I I don't want I, I just I'm not a big cookie person and I just here just take here have the 10. dollars That's hilarious. Cuz I felt bad cuz I had to provide i had to show that i like wanted to help out because i feel bad like i I want i want to help them go to the zoo i want to help them (laughs) go to you know cedar point but at the same time i already bought enough cookies here just take the ten dollars like this is a donation right but they come but there's a lot of there's just a lot i I get confronted a lot
0: no I, i i do uh i understand that just because like even with like our niece or whatever like i feel like she's selling the cookies like I don't know four, three. It's like a qu- it's like she's meeting like the quarterly quota. She's selling them like four times a year. And it's like, like we still have a um, a frozen box of you know the lemon ones or whatever in the fridge. Like it's yeah, it's just a, like uh, you know they're selling them multiple times a year. Like right. it's it's a lot of cookies. I get it. Yeah. And, I mean, let's be honest. I, this might be a hot take. I think Girl Scout cookies are
1: overrated. I oh, don't I agree. Th- I don't think they're that good. They're low tier cookies. I'm saying that I. Almost any other place that sells cookies is better than Girl Scout we, cookies. We need to get someone <laughs> someone
0: else on the podcast to disagree with us. Because <laughs> I, I totally agree. I think when I was growing up, the Thin Mints, I don't know if they changed the recipe or not. But I, I used to like them a lot more. But even now, like I just had some them the last year or two. And I was like, ah, these are very like, these are very average. I'd rather have like an Oreo Thin Mint flavored. And uh, the only
1: ones I really like now are the S'mores ones. And they're good. But they're not great. Right, I would rather have I, I would just rather have Oreo and milk. I, there's not a single Girl Scout cookie that I think would outdo just like a chocolate, a fresh chocolate chip cookie from like pick a bakery within ten miles of my house. We
0: the uh, doing a tier list of cookies that that could be an idea for a future show. Um, a-
1: absolutely, but Girl Scout cookies are just
0: the and, and yeah. yeah. I'm with you. I'd rather have an Oreo ten, ten out of ten times,
1: and that's that's uh, Oreos are towards the bottom of my list. So every other cookie, like Detroit Cookie Company, every other place that sells cookies, a lot better. And it's just, (laughs) there's something about like when militant young ladies are selling you cookies, you know, they got the sashes on, the berets, you know, (laughs) it's just, it's very militant the way they sell these cookies. And like, what else do Girl Scouts do? Maybe I just don't know much about Girl Scouts, but
0: oh, they do—they do a ton. They do. Uh, well, one, they have like different, you know, badges that they they earn by doing. It's 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 the same as like uh, the Boy Scouts, like doing different, like learning different skills or volunteering so at different places. Like, they do a lot. It's just uh, the co- <laughs> the cookies are. I don't I don't know what the right word. Is. It's just the cookies. Uh, they keep the
1: lights on, you know. We want to do all this fun shit, but we got the cookies. I know the Boy Scouts have the popcorn, and it's just,
0: like, I'll just donate. I feel like the Boy Scouts, the only thing I've ever been asked by Boy Scouts, like, oh, can we have, like, your empties? Yeah. We're, all- tr- we're, tr- <laughs> we're trying to go to the Grand Canyon. I'm like, you're going to need a lot more than, uh, <laughs> than these right.
1: empties to go to the Grand Canyon. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, you're going to need more than my bush light containers. Uh, But... I agree. The Boy Scouts, I feel like I'm not as pressured as often to buy shit from them. Girl Scouts, it feels as if every three months people are like, Girl Scout cookies, Girl Scout cookies. And it, it's great. Like, I, I love how you guys are hustling and grinding, but didn't I just give you 20 bucks three months ago? Like yeah. maybe like cut my lawn or something. That that is uh it is cool though like giving them like those
0: sales skills at a young age like learning how to talk to people how to sell you know all that kind of, like I it is a good skill to learn.
1: How to pressure people into buying shit. Yeah, dude.
0: Yeah. That's yeah, a that's yeah. a uh you know high value position when when down the line is being a salesperson.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. I just uh, I don't like it because I have a soft spot and just. <laughs> Just take my money. Yeah. I, I don't need the cookies. I, I I don't like the product that much, and I feel bad saying no because I know it's like they're just trying to go to Cedar Point. <laughs> We're just trying to go to Michigan Adventure. It's like, yeah, it's here. Here's 10 bucks. Right. I don't need your cookies. Fair enough. Uh, Let's
0: see. Let, let me get into the other thing I want to talk about here is – it's the end of the month here, end of February. My uh, February fitness frenzy challenge is coming to an end. So I want to talk about that a little bit. So just as a recap, the challenge was uh, no drugs or alcohol of any kind. You know, tobacco, nicotine, marijuana, whatever. Right. No alcohol, no caffeine. I cut out caffeine Ooh. completely. Um, 50 push-ups, 50 sit-ups, two minutes of planks, five days a week, 10 minutes of reading every day, uh, waking up an hour earlier every day. So end of the month waking up early. I didn't miss a weekday. Uh, I didn't do it for the weekends. Uh, I missed like reading twice. I missed like the ups and sit ups like twice or whatever, but I stayed a hundred percent clear on, you know, no caffeine or, or booze or anything like that. Um, so I, I had like three key takeaways from this challenge. Let me just pull this up in case I forget it. Uh, one being that I think caffeine affects you more than you realize. And I mean, this in the sense of before this month I was drinking between three and six cups of coffee a day, more, more than likely four would be like the median. And my last cup or two would be like from two in the afternoon to like three, three thirty in the afternoon, three 30 being like the latest. That was like my cutoff. Um, but coffee has a half life of like five to six hours. So if you have a cup of coffee at like nine, if you have 200 milligrams of, of caffeine at nine in the morning, you still have hundred milligrams of caffeine in your system at like two in the afternoon. So I think I realized I was like, okay, cause my sleep has been a lot better since cutting out the caffeine. I'm like, really? okay. Yeah. I think those afternoon coffees like are just, just uh, detrimental to sleep. So that was, um, that was one thing. The other thing with giving up the caffeine is you just realize how addictive it actually is and how it actually is like a drug. Like you don't think of, most people don't think of caffeine or coffee as a drug, right? Like right. It's just a drink. You have it when you wake up. It, you know, it gets you going. That's what it is. But when I cut out caffeine, I had headaches for like nine days, like nine or ten days. Really? Yeah, like from the caffeine withdrawals. So that was one thing. Uh, the other thing, and this is probably a mix of, of uh, giving up everything – but having like better emotional stability and just like a clear headspace, like no brain fog, like just better focus, better energy levels. Uh, Even though I was waking up earlier by not having anything else in my system, I was like, all right, I'm getting up. I'm, you know, more ready to go in the morning and, and so on. So that part of it was really cool. And then uh, the third thing, which I think is probably the most important is uh, I kind of learned to like have a, a better appreciation for things where like, there were several times this, this month I, – I noted them down here. I'll just list them off. Like, Super Bowl party, we went bowling, birthday party, uh, comedy show, poker, playing darts and pool with the, the guys. All situations where normally I'd have a couple drinks, right? And not having that, it was just uh, – one, the next day, like, even though I was staying out later, it's like, okay, I still feel fine. But then, two, it was like, oh, wow, like, you have a deeper appreciation for, like, oh, yeah, like, it's nice to just be with your friends and, uh, yeah. and have a great time. Whereas I feel like it just – Sometimes it gets lost where it's like, oh, I need to have a drink or I need to have a drink or two. And uh, yeah, it just gave me a deeper appreciation for everything. And the, the second part of giving up the alcohol, which I think is really cool, is it also just reinforces that like when you come home after like a long day or week or whatever, and you're like, oh, I need you know, I need a drink to drink or whatever it is, whatever your vice is to take the edge off. Like you don't actually need that. Like just for me, it was like, okay, like most of the time I'd be like, all right, I'd go to the gym and then I'd feel better.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I agree. One thing I've noticed, just kind of limiting certain things, limiting certain substances, that there are some that you don't know how bad it makes you feel until you stop using it. So there are certain substances, like alcohol is one of them. I didn't know how bad alcohol made me felt until I really limited it to the point where it's like, hey, not... Like, still enjoying a beer here or there, but not getting drunk, Mm -hmm. not getting intoxicated, just having two beers. Because I was always the type, if I'm drinking, I'm going all out. I'm going, you know, like, I'm getting drunk. But it's nice to just sit down and have one or two beers with a friend and enjoy each other's company and enjoy the time. Did you notice that you felt the time more satisfying and more rewarding? Like, for example, if you were to just go out to dinner or, you know, have some friends over for game night or whatever it is, that that time spent not having a drink or not doing whatever, that, that, that felt more fulfilling?
0: A hundred percent. Yeah, like, it was... Because uh, one if you're not drinking or, or anything like that, you know, you have uh, a better memory of like, Oh, like I remember, you know, when Mike's made this joke or when, mm-hmm. when Shane said that and you're like, Oh wow. Like that was really fun. Um, but then too, like after the event or like the next day, just waking up and being like, damn, like I really, I know it sounds corny, but it's like, man, like I love my friends. Like that was just, we, we yeah. had a great time. Whereas like uh, it just, it's, it's different from when, you know, you're having a couple drinks too.
1: I I think it's just different. I think that there's a significant difference between, you know, when you have a few drinks and how it kind of loosens you up. So you'll have a few drinks, it loosens you up, maybe it loosens your friend up, and you have a conversation. could be a great conversation or whatever. But I also feel if you just sit and talk for like an hour, it loosens you up the same way that alcohol does. And you remember the conversation more, and it feels more genuine because you're not – you don't have like the alcohol blinder on. You actually – are talking you're actually opening up you're actually having that conversation so i feel like you're you know that probably helped times 10 or whatever just cutting it out completely where every interaction is you don't have to worry about having that alcohol blind around yeah man no I, I felt good like i said no brain fog um
0: yeah it, it, it was just a nice break and it you know helps put things put things into perspective yeah. when it, it's just a reminder it's like Cause since you know, since you turned twenty one, it's like yeah, obviously like I'm not I I don't get drunk often, but socially like I will have a drink and it just puts it into sp- perspective. It's like oh, I don't need to do that. Yeah, like just because everyone else is, you know, I don't need to do it. I agree.
1: Which one was the hardest? Weed. <laughs> I would. I, I I would agree that that would be the hardest because I've caffeine. I've limited mm-hmm. to the point because coffee for me is more ritualistic. I like a cup of coffee in the morning. I don't have it right in the morning. I actually prefer water in the morning, but I like to have a cup of coffee right when I get to work. So I've already been up for an hour, hour and a half, maybe even two hours. And then I have that first cup of coffee while I'm getting my day started. I like that. It's ritualistic. It's warm. So that's really what I think I like about coffee more than the caffeine part. But, you know, decaf, whatever. I don't fuck with that. Caffeine helps. It's an added bonus, mm-hmm. so I feel like I could give up. I can give up caffeine because that's my only e- intake of caffeine, and I've really limited that. Alcohol, I l- I love the taste of beer. I like beer. Beer tastes good, so I have not had any liquor in a while, but I've had like two beers here and there, which is nice because I used to be at a point where I couldn't. If I if I was if I was drinking, I was drinking. Mm-hmm. There was no having two beers. And there were times like I went out with my buddy and I had two Michelob Ultras, which was nice. Or when we went to the Red Wings game or Pistons game, I had two beers. That was nice. That was perfect. I liked the taste. It was nice. I wasn't drunk. I wasn't hungover. So the alcohol, I I, I could see. And when you quit alcohol, you realize how terrible it makes you feel. A hundred percent. And you realize how, like, it just is awful for you. However, the third in that category for me, and this is just for me. I know other people, it's probably different. For me, it helps me with productivity. Mm -hmm. For me, it's just there is a net benefit. Caffeine doesn't even give me a net benefit because I feel like shit and I can't sleep. The third substance is a net benefit because I feel as if it just chills me out. It brings me to baseline. I use it. I want to go outside for a walk or run. I got into running. I've never been into running. I got into running. Oh, really? Yeah, in August, I got into running. I would go outside and run. I never ran. Never. (laughs) I hated it. I would use it. I would go out and run. It makes me want to work out. It makes me want to stretch. Helps me write. Chills me out. I feel like it really brings me to baseline. It doesn't make me feel like garbage. Also, I'm more sensitive to certain foods. So when I'm eating cheap crappy food, I know it. So it's made me eat more whole foods, real chicken with real ingredients, cup of rice. And yeah, it gives me the munchies sometimes, but as long as you have healthy food in the house and don't buy snacks, so what? You have the munchies and you're eating carrots.
0: Yeah, that's uh that's really interesting. I cannot yeah. Yeah, so uh t- so I guess two things. One real quick, the I this month I did have decaf just because I I like the taste of coffee. Um, so it, w- it was nice having like, I, instead of having like four or five cups of caffeinated coffee this month, I had like a cup or two at max of decaf. Cause there's like the taste. It's nice to drink something warm in the morning. And then I also had, uh, n- I ordered a non-alcoholic beer, like the Heineken 0.0. I had that two or three times because I, like you, I still enjoy the taste of beer. Right. And, um. Yeah, like, in that, you know, that time or two, like, it was good to, like, it was a social thing. It's like, oh, we're going out, like, having beers, and I'm like, okay, like, a beer, like, the taste of a beer sounds good. So, you know, I had that, and it was fine. Uh, but then the second thing, uh, I'm I'm a little bit different with, with the marijuana. I think, for me, it's, what I like about it is it's, like, at the end of the day, and that's great for you that it helps with the productivity. For, at the end of the day, for me, it's, like, after I've done everything I need to do, so I've I've worked, I've worked out, um, you know, if there's stuff around the house I need to do, I did I did that or whatever, and then it's like okay, it's like an, a couple hours before bed, an hour or two before bed. Like, for me, it's like the marijuana. It's like okay, cool. It's like I can just chill out, relax, like listen to some music, play a game, whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's more of like a, uh, it's just a, it's a nice way to, to kind of end the day for me. Yeah, yeah,
1: I agree. It helps me end the day. What I like about it is, I have a long day of work. I come home. I do the certain things I need to do with a clear, fresh mind. School, work, all the things that I need to do, I get done with a clear, fresh mind. Then (coughs) you're exhausted, mentally, physically, all of it. But I still got to go to the gym Mm -hmm. and maybe like clean up or just do like some of the mindless things. Like, I don't want to say the gym's a mindless activity, but like cardio sucks because you're just doing. Mm -hmm one thing. You don't have to think about it too much. You just have to persevere. So I use it and it helps me persevere at the gym. I get a better workout, feel good. You can feel kind of where you're sore. Helps with inflammation. Come home, have dinner. Dinner tastes good because, and I'm eating something healthy. Um, you realize, oh, certain foods that I'm eating are just like manufactured sugar, Manufactured garbage just to make dopamine shoot off in my brain. You eat whole food, then after that, I like to read, maybe play guitar, go to bed, chills me out. Yeah,
0: I'm totally with you, and I totally agree. Like with the gym, if you go frequently, it becomes a habit where yes. you you do you know you turn off your brain and you just like whatever yeah. you're doing for the day. You're like, oh, I'm gonna do some cardio, and then I'm gonna you know I'm gonna work a today's do- back and buys. Right, know what I do exactly. Yeah. You just kind of turn off and you just kind of go through the motions,
1: right? You know, I'm doing these exercises and then I do these exercises. I know I do these many sets or yeah, these many reps, these many sets this time on the treadmill, you just know what you're doing. You don't have to think about it. Right. Yeah. No, I'm totally with you.
0: So yeah, it was a interesting month, but glad it's over. But yeah, it was, it was cool, I guess.
1: Are there certain things that you're going to continue not doing?
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. I'm glad you asked that. So there's the other thing. Uh, come March, I'm going to still go without caffeine for the first couple of weeks. And I'm going to reintroduce the marijuana and see how, if that affects me in any way, because I, I, I have a feeling it might affect like the, uh, just like mood stability. And I'm, I'm curious about like the brain fog because I do think that, that I, I want to think that it's more the having too much caffeine and then like not getting as good of sleep for the next day. But uh, I'm curious to see. So ba- basically I'm going to, you know, sh- keep the caffeine shut off and then try the marijuana and then see how I feel from there. And then the alcohol, like, I'm not like, I'm not like, Oh, I need to have a drink now. Like, no, I, like, if we do something on the weekend, I will, but I'm not going to, I'm not like, Oh, I need to do this. But I'm, I'm not like planning to get drunk or anything. Like I don't right. care.
1: Yeah. That it's more of a thing where it's, Oh, Hey, you want to go out? Yeah, sure. I'll go out to the bar and then you'll have a drink. But you're not going to get hammered. You're not going to overdo it. It's just, hey, we're at the bar playing darts. or We're playing pool. I'm going to have a drink or we're at a game. Exactly. That's yeah. The, yeah, that's the way I've been approaching it. Yeah.
0: Cool. Sweet. Well, let's see uh, what else we got on the big board. Oh, well, here's a, a quickie. Let me pull this up.
1: Your TV show idea?
0: Yep. <laughs> All right. So this this TV show idea – the, I think this is one of my best ones yet. And this could go, I'll give you the premise and then I'll give you, there's two ways this could go. So the premise is a regular guy goes to sex addict meetings to try and get laid. <laughs> nice. And then it could go one or two ways. It can either go one, he actually becomes addicted from like going to the meetings and <laughs> hooking up with people. Or two, it's like wedding crashers where he, he's hooking up with people and then he, you know, he actually starts to fall for someone and then she finds out and she's like, oh, that's disgusting. Like, I don't want to be with you. And then they, it's like a rom-com.
1: <laughs> that's actually not bad Matthew McConaughey and Kate Hudson yeah like
0: yeah and I want to say like or like Vince Vaughn like but because he was in Wedding Crashers or right. you know someone like that I think that would be funny though like just this guy he's like he's like man like I'm, I'm sick of you know not getting any action he's like oh what if what if I uh you know maybe he's got a friend that uh, that's a guy that's a secta- sex right. addict so he's like oh you know my friend Phil like he goes to these meetings he's, he's like can I come along with you and Phil's like what are you talking about He's like, oh, I, I want to get laid. And Phil's feels like, dude, like, I'm kind of offended, but, you know, you're my best friend. So, sure, you can come along. right? And then he, like, makes up some story. Like, he makes up some story about being a sex addict. And then, like, the cute girl in the class comes up to him after. And she's like, oh, you know, I was moved by that. Like, you know, do you want to go get a coffee sometime or something? And then yeah. he just starts hooking up with everyone in the. He's
1: <laughs> like, I hooked up with Cheryl, Tiffany. Yeah. I, <laughs> right. And of course, yeah, it'd make a good movie because you know, like the girls who go to sex addict classes are probably not the best. They're probably not all lookers. Oh, uh, I don't know. Uh. But you go to, uh, you know, if you make up this TV show, they'll all be lookers. <laughs> and so he's just like slaying poon, and of course, <laughs> all the guys look like shit and make everyone feel good. Yeah. Make all the guys feel good, like, oh yeah, of course. That's not a bad premise, though. I like it. We're just we're just giving Netflix blank checks here
0: i know i i don't know if that one's been done before i didn't look it up i i would i wouldn't be surprised if it was done before but yeah. i haven't seen anything like it i was like oh that would be kind of funny that would work
1: i yeah. like it <laughs> <laughs> what else we got on the big board um well what was uh what is love letters you, you wrote that <laughs>
0: <laughs> why did i write that Oh oh okay, all right, never mind. It okay, was so Valentine's This Day is a good one. So ago. this is from uh we were walking around earlier and someone brought this up and I, I okay. couldn't believe that this was real, so I was like, Alright, I'm gonna bring this up on the podcast. Someone was saying, you know that that um that murder in Idaho where that guy killed the the four college students? Yeah. So I guess there's people sending him like love letters in into jail. And I guess uh Joe was saying that it's the same thing with Dahmer, like people were sending him like cash and love letters and all this shit. And, I'm like, there should be a rule if you send someone like that and whoever – it can be decided by, like, the courts. Like, if you send this person, like, this level of evil, like, the Idaho killer guy or like, Jeffrey Dahmer, if you
1: send this person a love letter, you should be put in a mental institution. Or at least put on the FBI watch list. Like, if you're writing love letters to Hitler, that would – you would immediately be put on the FBI's flag list. Like, if they – if they caught wind or anyone caught wind that you were writing love letters to Mussolini Hitler well,
0: or even people that are alive or like people w- pe- people used to do it to but like Ted Bundy back in the day too like right if you're sending a love letter to this guy like you need to be investigated or you need to be on some
1: sort of medication like that's R- crazy <laughs> right yeah exactly you need to you need to be sent to a mental hospital or at least you need to be checked out because you could be like oh yeah man sorry I was a shitty joke and like okay sure, but still monitor that person for the next three months, uh, or six months. <laughs> uh, uh, those uh, th- that's insane. I mean, I think those are clinically insane people. Yeah, it, but we if it's act on that.
0: If it's real, like you should dissect <laughs> get, dissect their brain for science. Like what could be going wrong where you'd send Jeffrey Dahmer or this Idaho killer guy? What would be so wrong that you'd think that either a they didn't do it or b they did do it, but for some reason you're attracted to that? Like right. whatever the whatever the answer is for why you sent the letter. It doesn't matter. You should be put in an institution.
1: I think what we should do is propose this idea to Netflix. Netflix, we got an idea for you. <laughs> yeah, uh, The story is called Love Letters. And what we do is we intro the show with a young girl. And she goes through her crush and her love letter and blah, blah, blah. She reads it so poetic. We're like, oh, that's cute. We love that. Oh, she, she's in love with this person. And then we find out, boom, it's Jeffrey Dahmer. <laughs> just, to <see> how the <laughs> just to see how the audience reacts. And then we interview these people. Netflix has a reality show. They follow along people who write love letters to serial killers. Because these people have to be just as interesting as the serial killers themselves. <laughs> the serial killers are insane. Right. We know that. And everyone's like, oh, yeah, that person's insane. Sometimes the serial killers will say that. But if you write a love letter to a serial killer, it's you're just as fucked up in the head as they are. But you don't have the balls to kill someone. Fuck. That's a good idea. Dude,
0: that would be a ratings, you know, bonanza. Following people around like that.
1: Like, (laughs) It's like serial killer lights. D- we don't actually kill people, but that'll be the new like social justice movement. Like these people just have a fetish for serial killers. We're not <laughs> actually killing people. It's like, well, <laughs> we shouldn't be encouraging this.
0: <laughs> That's a good idea for a reality TV show. We should we do just yeah. I mean Netflix. We we please. should uh we should just do-, <laughs> do it ourselves and sell it to bar stores or, or you know whoever.
1: Or we should just give them the idea. and Be like, here, give us this idea and give us a free bet on Barstool Sportsbook for two grand. <laughs> <laughs> They'd probably take that. Uh, this is not an offer. <laughs> I want higher than two grand. Right? Yeah. Give us like I don't know, uh, ten thousand dollars worth of free bets. Uh, I want hundred grand. That was a good idea. All right.
0: Yeah. They can take the the TV one too. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, speaking of TV, Ooh. well, let's do. We'll save that one. Let's do the other quickies here. Oh, so uh I had Vincent Joe's on the big board, so I was yeah. coming out of the Vincent Joe's an Italian supermarket. Great place too. Great place. All the food's amazing. Of course. Coming out leaving, I was gonna turn right. Uh, there's two lanes, one to turn left, one to turn right. Someone was turning left, but they were kind of over so you it was you might be able to squeeze past them you might not it was whatever they they were you know they should have been over and more left. but the lady in front of me like at first she she was like gonna try and go past this guy and she had like a, an SUV. She realized she couldn't do it, and then she also realized you could drive, uh, you could turn right before, like, the main road, drive farther down the parking lot, and then, you know, turn out farther down there. So once she goes to drive farther down the parking lot to take another exit, she turns the car, rides up on the curb, and just smashes. A, it's like a rock that's, like, four or five feet tall and, like, wide, and it was, like, a couple feet back from, like, the curb. I was like, w- at what point were you turning did you think like you just didn't think like oh I might not make this one <laughs> yeah at what point are you like, you know what th- no it w- like it w- that uh, for her it was literally when the wheel
1: was like halfway up the rock I was like, what are you doing and she bailed't <laughs> uh, that that's one thing that really just I don't have patience for just incompetent drivers some drivers who are just so bad yeah I just don't get it. Well, Well, I do get it. You know what's interesting
0: is you don't really have to – like, it's not like you're tested on your driving abilities. You know what – I've got another million-dollar idea. You know what the insurance companies should do? They should have everyone tested where – maybe it's not even like you drive somewhere and someone sits in the car with you. They should have people tested where – and I think they do this to some extent where they put, like, a a camera in your car or whatever, and they watch you drive for, like, two weeks and then – or whatever – and they're like, oh, if you're a good driver, we'll give you a discount. And they do have the safe driver discounts, which is no accidents, and if you right. drive under the speed limit. But this would be different. This would be like watching for like, oh, did she climb the curve when she was trying to
1: leave the parking lot? Or right. is she on TikTok when she's, you know. Uh, <laughs> is she guzzling down fries in a Starbucks Frappuccino yeah. as she's making a left turn? Is this
0: guy eating a Big Mac with one hand when he drives with the other? Like, things like that and give right. you discounts.
1: Absolutely. Because, of course, when – under the speed limit, that doesn't mean shit. Most people who drive under the speed limit probably shouldn't be driving anyway. Like those are some of the worst drivers. The people driving under the speed limit. Like, dude, you're doing sixty five on I seventy five. You're gonna cause an accident. So the under the speed limit's a terrible test. And then the camera's a little like invasion of privacy. But I think there should just be some kind of <laughs> <laughs> like random poppins. <laughs> like just random checks. It's like a <laughs> like an NFL drug test. Right, it's like, like hey! it's like you go to you
0: go to <laughs> you go to open the car door for your Subaru and someone just pops you're
1: like, Hey, I'm gonna be tagging along with you today, see how your driving is. <laughs> hey, Roger Goodell, I'm gonna hop in. Don't mind if I sit in the
0: back. All right. Uh-huh. Uh I heard you say you go to the grocery store today. Let's uh <laughs> see how that goes. All right. <laughs> He's just uh-huh. sitting there
1: with the checkboard. <laughs> all right. So you're going to seven eleven to pick up a pack of cigarettes. Let's let's go. <laughs> That'd be funny. Like, all right yeah that's a good one got into car high all (laughs) right oh i didn't know you're gonna be here
0: c C (laughs) minus
1: interesting yeah
0: spends a lot of time on the phone while. (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's good yeah so before we get in the skinwalker ranch did you want to talk about the the third one down there the big board or no it's kind of depressing.
1: Yeah, no, let's skip it. Okay. No All right. Too close to home.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll edit that out too. All right. Uh, so next up, we're gonna do. Finally, we've been pushing this one off for weeks, but our Skinwalker Ranch, uh, analysis, review, uh, whatever you want to call it. I don't know. I'm just gonna talk about it. Expose. Yeah. So you introduced me to the show. So I'll I'll let you uh you know intro this one here.
1: Yeah, so I've mentioned Skinwalker Ranch on the show before. Uh, It's one of my top shows on Netflix. You said it's available on Amazon Prime, too? Yeah,
0: so first season is free free with Netflix. Uh, Two and three are on Prime,
1: but it's not free. Right, so it's a quality show. Um, Some say it's the Seinfeld or Sopranos of our our generation. You take your pick. But what it is, it's a reality show, but it's set up pretty scripted. Kind of like The Hills and Laguna Beach, how it's a reality show, but it's scripted. But it's this real estate mogul, Brandon Frugal, he buys Skinwalker Ranch, which is known for its paranormal activities, crop circles, cattle mutilations, UFO sightings, ghosts, everything. Everything that's not normal happens on this ranch. Uh, It's in the middle of nowhere in Utah, and I don't know if you noticed, you've only seen a few episodes, but they talk about the original owner, Robert Bigelow. Mm -hmm. I think he died of suicide or something like that, but... Every time they mention him, he starts off as a millionaire <laughs> and he's a multimillionaire, and then he's a billionaire. So <laughs> throughout the season it starts off a millionaire real estate mogul Brian, or uh, Robert Bigelow, and then the next time they mention him, they mention him all the time. Uh, multimillionaire, uh, multi-millionaire Robert Bigelow, <laughs> next time, billionaire, Robert Bigelow. So every time he just gets like more and more wealthy, he owned it, he sold it to this guy. This guy bought it with the intention. First of all, how does he have all this disposable income to like have all these gadgets and gizmos all over Skinwalker Ranch? He's well, pretty rich, but
0: yeah. Introduce introduce
1: the other characters first, and then we'll get into that. Right. So, um, we got uh, Brandon Frugal. He uh, he's a real estate uh, guy from Utah. Now he owns it, and he bought it with the sole purpose of establishing a team, getting a team together. To investigate Skinwalker Ranch and all its paranormal and unusual activities. So, the team is hilarious. I mean, we can talk about, you know, the first episode. But he gathers the scientists from Oxford? No. MIT? No. <laughs> NYU? No. Macomb Community College? No. University of Alabama, which no one <laughs> regard. Right, yeah.
0: Well, again, well, let me interject real quick. Give this guy some credit. His name is Travis. He does have like they listed his degrees. He's right. got deg- he's got master's degrees and, and PhDs in like seven subjects. So it was like engineering, science, uh, you know, physics, all this stuff. Like uh, he he's well decorated. But yeah, Alabama.
1: It's not hard to get a degree.
0: <laughs> I'll die on that hill. <laughs> yeah, not a business degree or whatever. But uh, I mean, some of the degrees this guy had were legit. Like you don't you don't just Walk your way ass backwards into a physics degree
1: at the University of Alabama. You might. (laughs) Oh man, I don't know. That's a hot take. Right. Uh, All right. He's probably smart, but at the same time, (laughs) if he if he's going along with this shit, like maybe he failed the common sense portion. Anyway, so this guy comes in and they recruit him. He comes in this boardroom, and you know they're talking to him about. skinwalker ranch and we need you because of your excellent credentials at the university of alabama you know we had people from mit trying to apply here but we said no we wanted some hillbilly uh so they they bring him in and uh of course you know they have like the helicopter ride and then he meets the rest of the team because he's the new guy on the team i like how they like call it a team they're always carrying guns on the well, ranch, yeah. They have, they
0: always have. Uh, right. Well, the the chief security guy, dragon, dragon, dragon which grown name?
1: men call dragon. <laughs> yeah. They're they're all adults, and they seriously say, "Hey, dragon, can you give us an update? Hey, this is uh, Steve to dragon, calling dragon." Yeah. So there's him, and then there's
0: I don't remember the other guy's name. He's not featured that much, but he anyway. They always have at least like two guys
1: walking around with like <laughs> ma- shotguns. Yeah. Shotguns. They're all strapped up, and like I understand, there's wild animals out in Skinwalker Ranch. But they have quite a bit of artillery for (laughs) ghosts. Like, what are you going to do, shoot at the ghost? (laughs) Anyway, uh, uh, I've always said that this is basically like my dad's fantasy, that he gets recruited by some some rich person and they send him out, out west so he can, like, shoot guns and find UFOs and aliens. Because there's no real risk happening At this place, Skinwalker Ranch poses no real risk. Uh, I don't know about that one. Oh, easy there, UFO boy. Uh, so (laughs) just wait until you get to season three, big boy. (laughs) I love it because there's, you know, and then they, you know, introduce the rest of the team. You have Eric; he's about, you know, four foot three. He does the videos. (laughs) He's got like he's got the Judy Cortez sunglasses, like he's, you know, auditioning for Spy Kids three. And it's just like a great character of just like average ass middle-aged men and they hang out at this ranch they got cameras everywhere and they try to find spooky shit and they have all these meters like oh i have an ekg meter oh, radiation's going off the chart and of course like oh i'm feeling a little sick and there's a lot of acting well, one guy got like hit in the head with like a nail and then now it acts up every time the radiation's high
0: well yeah yeah you're you're, uh, you're jumping around here but yeah the one the one guy well okay so let me backtrack here so throughout the couple episodes I watched it is it is funny where like there was probably I don't know 4 or 5 separate times where like they were going to do like a test and the premise of the show is they've got this team and they're going as a team and they're going to do different tests to try and um what they what do they their provoke. terminology to pro- yeah to provoke the ranch and <laughs> even even when Travis like the main guy he's like the narrator like he narrates it he's like the main guy even when he first gets there, they're like, yeah, when we bring newcomers to the ranch, you know, it, it has a way of, you know, acting up and, and telling us, you know, it doesn't like it or whatever. And uh, so basically the, the premise of the show is these group of guys, they go and the, they do all these different tests to try and uh, find different phenomena on the ranch and try and, you know, answer some questions. That's what they always say. Well, we got to answer some questions. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I got a lot of questions here and they need answers.
0: Yeah. And uh, but there's a couple of times throughout the show where they're going to do something and they go to like, you know, one of like the I don't know, like the uh, points of interest of the ranch. And, the, and then like someone will be like, oh, my like I yeah, my head's hurting or like I'm not <laughs> feeling too good. And uh, the one guy like a couple of years ago, they, they keep bringing it up like he he was exposed to something on the ranch and then he had like some kind of head injury that the doctor couldn't explain <laughs> And then Travis, in one of the episodes, he pulls like a uh, uh, a stone block off this thing, and then it like goes underground. And uh, he was exposed to a ton of gamma radiation or whatever. And then like he gets like uh, some sort of like cyst on his finger, and he has to get a bunch of stitches or whatever.
1: But it's not a genital wart; it's a cyst. Well, no,
0: but <laughs> but <laughs> but what's funny? What's funny about it is they're always like, "Oh yeah, like these injuries are unexplainable." But it's like actually, they said in the first episode. The around those parts in Utah is where they used to practice for
1: like the atomic bombs for the war. Trinity test was in New Mexico and out in the desert out west. That's where they would drop bombs. And we stopped doing, uh, you know, above ground nuclear tests. But yeah, out out west, you know, Trinity, New Mexico is famous for the Trinity test. That's where they tested the fat man and little boy, the atomic bombs that we dropped on Hiroshima and Nagasaki. So, like, yeah, it kind of makes sense. Well, yeah, I don't know what. I don't know. I don't
0: know if it was World War II or w- at, at some point World they were II. testing nuclear weapons on the Utah property, like near the Skinwalker Ranch. Yeah. So every time these guys are like, "Oh man, I'm like not feeling good," it's like, "Yeah, there's probably fucking radiation and like different kinds of like there's probably a t- ton of stuff from from testing those types of weapons on the, around here." I was on Reddit
1: too, reading while I was watching one of the episodes, and they're like, "Blah blah blah." the no- The normal, you know, the normal is, you know, point one. And it's at 0.5. That's five times the normal reading. I remember on Reddit, someone was commenting about it. And it's like, yeah, it needs to... Like, they were reading it at 0.5 or whatever. And it was how it was going all the way up. The guy basically said, yeah, it's not deadly until it gets to, like, 100. And they're saying it's at 0.5. He goes, that's alarming because it shouldn't be 0.5. But it's not deadly until it gets 100. And so what they can do is they can just set their scales, and so it'd be like having a uh, a, a chart from zero to hundred, and then you scale it down from zero to ten. So in reality, a hundred's dangerous, but going from one to nine makes it look wow, that's a huge jump. One to nine, it's almost at the end of the scale. So that's what they do. Oh, you know what? You know what was funny is Brandon
0: Fugel, like the tech guy, or not right, tech, uh, but like real the, estate billionaire. Right, the billionaire guy that uh, is yeah, funny and everything. Yeah. I looked him up. He doesn't even have a Wikipedia page or nothing. Like, there's nothing on the internet that talks about, you know, how he made his money or anything like that. Um, but what's funny is he looks and sounds like Nick Kroll. Do you know <laughs> Nick Kroll? <laughs> yeah, 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 like, yeah, yeah. If you pull up Nick Kroll and then Brandon Fugle, look up. they look the same and they even sound very similar. Let's see. Yeah. But th- this show is just, it's so ridiculous. Like, they, uh... They kill a lot of time making the episodes like 40 minutes. <laughs>
1: like, yeah. Oh, they do. It's, we need some answers. What's going on here?
0: Yeah. And then each experiment they run, Travis is like, What in the crap is that? <laughs> <laughs> and they can't swear.
1: Because <laughs> it's on the history <laughs> channel. <laughs> it's on the history channel. They're all like, you know, it's a wholesome TV program. Here we go. <laughs> Frugal. What's going on? I need some answers. T- oh, he's not even listed as a... He's listed as a TV personality. His LinkedIn page is the first thing that comes up. Yeah. You <laughs> know Travis Taylor... Oh, Dragon's name is Bryant Arnold. Well, yeah. Now I know why they call him
0: Dragon. And then there's Eric and Jim. Jim. Jim's he's a PhD as well. Yeah. Uh,
1: <laughs> <laughs> Thomas. Tom. Tom is the dude who has, like, the brain injury.
0: Yeah. You know what was funny is it was in the first episode when they're like, uh, Travis gets there and they're like, "All right, like what are we gonna do, whatever?" And like he's like, "Well, we should probably start some digging so we can, you know, get some data and like measure some." And then they're no like,
1: digging. Yeah, everyone's
0: like, "No digging, no digging." And, then, and they like got Brandon on like the Zoom or whatever, and he's they're like, "Oh, we're gonna do this, this, and this, and some digging." And Brandon's like, "Well, I don't like that." And he's
1: like, "What part?" And he's like, "The digging." Right. It's they like, were really against digging. Like, digging's gonna cause the spirits and demons. Did you see the one where Dragon was like trying to get feisty? So they're all at the table and they got Brandon Frugal on the on the TV, and they're like, "Yeah, I th- I think way that we we need to dig in order to find out what's inside." And then you know, the little Squeak's like, "Yeah, maybe we need to do that." And then Dragon is against it. He's adamantly against it. He's like, I, "You know, just because I don't have a," and they bleep it out. He, he says, like, a swear word. He goes, since I don't have a fucking PhD or a damn PhD, I guess my opinion doesn't matter here. And then it's like, dun-dun, cut to commercial. But I thought that was funny. And it's like, <laughs> Dragon, don't worry. These guys hardly have PhDs, <laughs> two.
0: Well, so getting into the actual, like, meat and potatoes and, like, the tests and the phenomena that they see. Like, watching the season recaps, there is some weird shit going on. In the, I don't know how much of it they could stage for the TV show, but... What I found interesting was like when they were doing like the, um, like the rocket test where they would launch a rocket up or whatever, and then they'd just, you'd see like looking through like the telescopes and shit, like, uh you'd see like a different like a UAP, like an unidentified aerial phenomenon mm-hmm. or whatever, and you're like, like every time they're like, oh, what is that, and like you didn't know, and um, the w- I don't know if you saw the one where they were in a helicopter and they were going over like the triangle or the mesa or whatever, yeah, and uh the guy driving the helicopter is like, Oh, it says there's something 40 feet below us. And they're like, Oh, like what the hell? Like there's nothing below us. And then they get back and they pull up like the, with their technology or whatever. And like on the thing, there was like little, it looked like little like particles like below them. And I'm like, what? Like, what the, f-? like, I don't know. Just yeah. wa- watching all that stuff. I'm like,
1: I don't know, man,
0: UFOs.
1: <laughs> so uh, I definitely agree with UFOs. And I think that there are UFOs somewhere out there. Do I think that this team of rascals is discovering them? No, no, I think if you me Pat and you know <laughs> fucking Shane decide to rent out an Airbnb in the middle of Utah that we also could find some weird shit and if we had every if we had cameras everywhere I bet you what happened, some flies ran across the camera created some weird pixelated thing No, and then it's no, like no, yo no, helicopter no. guy say like there says there's something 40 feet below us right uh. I don't know, bro. There was a couple things.
0: And then every t- like the one time they launched a rocket and like it looked like something diverted it like uh, at a certain point in the air and then they went back on the camera and they saw like something else there like I don't know, man. They either they're really good at faking that stuff or there's some there's some monkey business going on at the Skinwalker Ranch.
1: I think weird shit just happens all the time that's hard to explain because we don't really look into it. And weird shit happens when you're out in the middle of nowhere and they can just say – they can dramatize it. So, for example, if we were to, like, go outside and just look up in the sky for five days straight, I'm sure there'd be something where we'd be like, oh, what's that? I'm sure there would be.
0: Of course, but this is after they're doing their experiments.
1: I guess th- – <laughs> oh, oh, come on. Do you think, like, they didn't edit it so it makes it seem like no. it's after they're doing their experiments? So no with sh- digging. With shows like this – it's
0: like uh, it's entertaining if you want to believe in that kind of stuff. Agreed. And you want to let your mind be taken on an adventure. Yeah. So when I watched the first episode or two, I was like, man, this is this." I was like, this is so stupid. I can't believe Mike made me watch this. <laughs> it's hilarious. But then when I watched like the recaps, I was like, holy shit, they're onto something.
1: <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, see, that's the thing. It, it brings you in because I first initially watched it and like this is goofy. Well, I came in a little bit differently. I love UFOs and exploring, and I love finding hard evidence. And I heard Rogan talk about Skimwalker Ranch. He also had Robert Bigelow on to talk about Skimwalker Ranch. Yeah. And so I'm like, all right, if Rogan's entertaining this, there might be something to it. And then immediately it turns into, you know, (laughs) the shittiest intro to a James Bond movie. It's like, you've been recruited. and He's in a fucking boardroom and, you know. Ryan Frugal's driving him in a Ferrari. He's like, yep, this is the kind of money that we have. Like, We're, we're going big into investigating these parts of town. Then I started watching. I'm like, oh, it's cheesy because it's History Channel. So I went in expecting something great, and then I came out realizing that it's just a comedy show.
0: Yeah, you know what's funny about the show? And this, I feel like this is more of like the radiate. Well, I don't know. I feel like this is either staged or... It's probably staged, is every single time they go and do an experiment, the technology cuts out on them. Oh, of course. They're like, every single time, they're like, all right, you, Eric, you good? Yeah, yeah, Travis, you good? Yep, you, you got everything? All right, all right. Dragon? Like, all right, let's go. And then three, two, one, they press a button or whatever, and they're like, oh, what in the crap? The technology just cut out.
1: <laughs> do you believe that the battery just died? It did it again. Something <laughs> doesn't want us to know what's going on here. <laughs> and it's way too rehearsed like their interviews.
0: Yeah, you know what? You know what's funny about the show is every time they they're in like the boardroom or whatever, and they cut from person to person speaking, they always put the stupid subtitles with like the per, like you know the ran- principal <laughs> investigator or ranch manager. It's like right. we know, like we've yeah. been watching the show, like you don't have to do this every time the person speaks.
1: Dude, I love, I love, I love that house. Uh, in the beginning of the series too, I don't know if you caught on, they were like some people called them dragon, but you didn't know. Like, some people didn't call him Dragon, and then in the subtitle, it'd be, like, his name, in parentheses, Dragon, da-da-da. Then after a while, they just dropped it, and everyone started calling him Dragon. (laughs) Because, you know, you got Brandon Frugal, the main guy, calling him Dragon. And it's just, that was hilarious to me, that grown adults are like, yeah, like, seriously, going like, yeah, Dragon, what do you think?
0: You know what, I need. stepbrother's joke. You know what I I want to know the most about Skinwalker Ranch is how right. much Brandon Fugel is paying all those guys or how much like they're getting from one from the TV show and then two like how much is he paying this guy to be because that's his job like he's a principal investigator of the right. ranch like how much yeah. is he paying that guy? I'm sure History like, Channel more than more. We're, we're right, but like with you think he's making more than six figures. <sighs>
1: What if University of Alabama sent him out there and gave him a fucking federally funded grant? Yeah, yeah. We'll give you a grant to investigate this. Dude, did you
0: see the one where they were recapping season one and they brought in the attorney general from
1: Utah? Oh, yeah. I looked him up. And, of course, he's <laughs> hes exactly what you think. <laughs> it was funny. He just, he just has to sit there when they're going through everything. He's like, oh, oh
0: uh-huh, uh-huh. Like, oh, wow, this is some great, wow, crazy stuff. Girl, keep, you got to keep me informed on this stuff.
1: Right, dude, I love it. It's like we even got a real politician in, and they <laughs> the Attorney General of Utah. Yeah, <laughs> just <some laughs> he's just some conservative Mormon dude.
0: Yeah, but dude, like the, I don't know, like it's Some of the stuff it is cool if, if you let your mind wander. Like the one when they had in this one, like this could have very well been staged, but they had like the, um, calf that went away from the herd. That's the
1: one I I can't explain.
0: Yeah, in the calf. So basically, what happens? The calf goes away from the herd it dies on the spot and they had a you know a vet come out after us and the vet said it died of you know pneumonia um but then when they split the video into like you know 1 15th of a second and they go like frame by frame you see a a ufo looking object go like over like kind of like directly over where the calf dies and they and then when they use their stuff to calculate the speed they said like, oh it'd be going I don't remember the exact number, but it was like, Oh it'd be going at this crazy rate of, you know,
1: fast, like you Uf- have like it's UFO speeds. Now, could it have just been a bug in the camera? Maybe. Uh but the the calf being mutilated is that that's and just like dying all of a sudden. Maybe I, I there could be an explanation, like, oh calves do that when, or cows do that when they know that they're gonna die or they're sick, they kinda like go away. Or split from the pack but that's the only one i'm like huh that's interesting
0: it it was also weird too and again like when they're doing some of the tests and like they're like oh my god the cows are going crazy and like the cows are all like running and like (laughs) (laughs)
1: like maybe someone just opened up some peanut butter (laughs) right i'm
0: like oh wow that's crazy but then i'm like oh yeah like there's also like uh uh you know I i don't know if it's corn but there's like shrubbery like a several feet high i'm like oh someone could be there like just fucking playing a high frequency noise or you know whatever
1: like that or maybe the cows just go crazy a lot (laughs) maybe (laughs) the cows just do that like maybe cows just when it's feeding time or someone comes out with food or something happens maybe they just do that so obviously they're not going to explain that and try to debunk it oh
0: did you see the one where they drilled into the uh the side of the mountain and there was like they hit this like M- large metal, like, spear, and, like, some of the material in it was, like, the same type of material you would use for, like, aircraft.
1: Oh, yeah. That's towards the end of Season 1, right?
0: Uh, oh, I, I saw it in the recap. I don't know. Yeah. So, yeah, I saw that, but...
1: Dude, who knows?
0: I don't know. I I, I, I want to believe. I want to believe that just because it's fun. Like, yeah. Because, it, one, it's in Utah. Right. So who cares?
1: <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> it's just, like, oh, whatever.
0: And, two... If these it's fu- it's funny to think like, oh, yeah, th- these are the group of guys that are going to, you know, <laughs> s- communicate to
1: <laughs> other life, other life forms. <laughs> that, that would be so funny. Like humans, who do you pick as your representatives? The guys from Skinwalker Ranch, like they're like, these are the guys who are going to break ground and communicating with a civilization that's thousands, and millions of years more advanced than us. These guys are gonna be the—they're gonna be the liaison between <laughs> humans and aliens, dude. <laughs> Dragon.
0: I also had uh, along the lines of aliens. I had this thought this last weekend. You know when the aliens are gonna decide to to eventually come down to Earth? It's gonna be. Oh, if you you have a guess? No, no when. It's gonna be when we finally decide. Well, shit! Why don't we just start shooting trash into space? That. <laughs> that's when the aliens would be like all right you've gone too far we've been watching your shit whole planet for hundreds of years but you're not about to pollute our environment too like <laughs>
1: right, yeah <laughs> oh whoa wait a minute you don't don't fuck with us yeah, yeah. uh <laughs> no i think at that point they'd be like all right you guys just ran out of ideas so we got to help you out here just like when we built the pyramids we got to give you some ideas
0: like you fucking idiots just vaporize it like you haven't
1: you haven't figured out vaporizers yet <laughs> oh, we figured out vapes <laughs> So, so, you figured out th- we, you used the technology to fucking vape. To kill yourself. <laughs> but, you d- but you don't use it to get rid of. It. Yeah, that'd be so funny. Oh, we figured out how to fucking vape. No, you fucking moron. <laughs> that would be cool if they talked like us. Like they spoke English, <laughs> but they were just aliens. No, you fucking idiots. (laughs) What if they
0: just spoke Spanish?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Fuck, dude, the aliens speak Spanish. We got to learn Spanish now. (laughs) Me llamo Zorg. (laughs) Yo, Quiero, Pacific Ocean.
0: (laughs) Mexico becomes like the wealthiest country. They're like, (laughs) oh, man, (laughs) in Spain.
1: They're like, (laughs) we need you guys to liaison for us. Oh, uh, dude, that would be so funny. <laughs> Fuck, dude, the aliens, <laughs> they're, they're so advanced, but they, spill s- they still, <laughs> so they only speak Spanish. <laughs> Fuck, we need a translator. <laughs> that would be funny. <laughs> I would love, yeah, I would love that the aliens had, that would be the best thing ever. Aliens come to Earth, and as soon as they come, as soon as we realize aliens are real and all this technology, and I don't know, we uncover all these weird mysteries of life. But then we realize, like, the aliens have, like, a really significant, like, Fault that you think not fault, <laughs> but just like one thing you're like, huh, you couldn't have figured <laughs> that out <laughs> Like you guys only speak Spanish? Like that's what you guys went with? Yo tengo el vaporizor. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Can you pass the quesadilla? <laughs> Dude, I, I I'm sorry, I
1: gotta go to the bathroom like I gotta pee like a, a racehorse. do no, no worries, pause <laughs> <laughs> it. <in. laughs> Span- <laughs> aliens are Spanish. That would be hilarious <laughs> just thinking of other things that <laughs> aliens what if aliens came and they had like they were like they had really shitty opinions on art what do I mean art like comedy music movies like <laughs> wait, you guys don't celebrate Rosie O'Donnell as the greatest <laughs> comedian of all time I'm like what you guys do yes us, advanced civilization has determined that the greatest actor of all time is Adam Sandler. <laughs>
0: Yeah, they're their favorite. They're like, they come down and they're like, yeah, like, oh, uh, the master, you know, the masterpiece, the bench
1: warmers. <laughs> <laughs> right. You guys aren't revering the. <laughs> that would be funny to say, like, hey, aliens, like, you guys obviously are a sophisticated society because you have the technology to do all this shit and who knows, whatever. So, based off of the quality of, like, movies, we. That's what I would ask him. Based off of, like, the movies we have, like, What do you think is the best movie of all time? Is it The Godfather? No, we actually think it's Weekend at Bernie's, too. (laughs) 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 That performance of Scott Baio was undeniably magnificent. You're like, fuck, dude. Yeah, they're they're like, like, I got art wrong. I'm like, oh, shit. All right, well, uh, what about, what are
0: your favorite musicians? Like, uh, you know, are you guys, like, the Beatles fan? Like, Led Zeppelin? They're like, Bach. We love Nickelback. (laughs)
1: Yo soy Nickelback, because <laughs> they speak Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> me llamo Chad <tried> Kroger, Rockstar
0: <laughs> rock star, uh, saving me. <laughs> oh, dis, uh, man, how uh, oh, you remind me. I was going to try and I can't translate <laughs> it on the spot. <laughs> oh, man,
1: <laughs> that would be so funny. That Wouldn't that be funny because... That, that's a really interesting philosophical question because <laughs> when it comes to art, it's <laughs> all subjective, right? Exactly. Yeah. Everyone has their own opinion, but at the same time, as a society, we've kind of gathered together and said, while it is subjective, there is some, there are some pieces of work that's just good. Whether it's your taste in music or not, everyone can appreciate. Like there are certain things that's just good. The Mona Lisa. It, it's good it just right. we've decided as a society this is very very good and here's why starry night it's very good paintings when it comes to music you know some people don't like the beatles and that's fine but you have to admit that the beatles were really really good bach mozart all those people So it would be really funny if, like, a (laughs) being that was more superior intellectually than us, that's, like, the ultimate hipster move. they come down and be like, actually, you haven't heard this band. (laughs) They're hipsters, like, hey, oh, dude, we really like, I don't know, Ed Sheeran, dude, he's such a great songwriter. But have you heard of these guys? (laughs) They're out of Seattle. (laughs) They play at this coffee shop. We consider them the best. (laughs) I'm almost a Lizzo. I'm a a mariachi band. Dude, that would
0: be so. That would be so funny. G minor. Like,
1: have you heard of Post Malone? <laughs> In our universe, he's just a postman. <laughs> but that that would be funny because then you'd have all like the douchey art critics and music critics would just be like, "Oh fuck, <laughs> it's all bullshit. All of this liberal arts is bullshit." That would be so, that would be so fucking funny. Because a higher being <laughs> comes down and says, "What the fuck is a Latin X?" <laughs> <laughs> It'll be funny. The aliens
0: come down and they're just like, instead of being all sophisticated, like, let's smoke weed and watch Adam Sandler movies. <laughs> Do you have Doritos? <laughs> they eat Doritos in their universe. <laughs>
1: Did you get my Doordash order? <laughs> <laughs>
0: they, they have alien Doordash where they fly, <laughs> <laughs> fly food yeah. out to them. Right. Uh,
1: but of course, we don't drive high. <laughs> <laughs> but like that's how they made it as a society. They just don't do really, really dumb shit. Like, yeah. oh, we don't do heroin, but yeah, of course, we smoke weed and watch Adam Sandler movies. <laughs> <laughs> but they don't – that would be hilarious if the only reason – not the only reason, but what really advanced them as a society was just, like, shit that we do that we know is dumb. They just don't do it. Like, what, why would we smoke cigarettes? Yeah, like, they like they
0: don't – you can't even buy a weapon. Like, they just don't have weapons. and they, they, like, don't have government or weapons. Like,
1: yeah, like, we just chill. <laughs> right, exactly. Uh, yeah. We get work done. <laughs> or <laughs> – yeah, man. Just Adam like, we just
0: We just – we have everyone uh, – yeah, you know, everyone contributes, you know, from the age, you know, 20 to, to 30 or whatever and then uh, to keep society going. But we are so techni- technologically advanced. After that, you can just sit on your couch and do whatever you want.
1: Right. And if you want to work, you can do that, and that's fulfilling, and we've created this great society, and when it comes to entertainment, we just outsource that to you guys, so we don't have to worry about, we don't have that culture of people pursuing entertainment in vanity, we just don't get it, like, we don't have that, we outsource that to you guys, so we get the Kardashians from you and then we give you sci- and then we give you Albert Einstein. Dude,
0: that how fucking funny would that be if the aliens <laughs> came down and they he was wearing, like the lead alien like Zorg or whatever is wearing a uh, a hoodie or whatever, or whatever some sort of, you know, <laughs> A supreme <clothing>. hoodie. <laughs> <laughs> and then no 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 like a regular hoodie and then he takes it off and it's a t-shirt with like Kim Kardashian's face on it. <laughs> we like, have come We are it. on season 18 of <laughs> Keeping Up with the Kardashians.
1: It's now Caitlyn as opposed to Bruce. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Dude, that would be so funny. They're guests on The View. <laughs> Joy be- just imagine Joy Behar and Whoopi Goldberg they trying to <laughs> interact with one of those aliens who's just like a stoner.
0: They go on Rogan. <laughs> <laughs> <Right. laughs>
1: Rogan's just as mind-fucked. Like, so all you guys do is just chill.
0: You guys don't even work out? We have advanced beyond the need for physical exercise.
1: We take a pill, and it
0: works. <laughs> yeah, yeah, everything. We take a pill. It's all our food and water and exercise right. and whatever in one.
1: And w- all our entertainment comes from you guys. Um, you guys are, like, our reality TV. You guys are our source of entertainment because we don't find the need to pursue vanity and all that. And that would actually, like, kind of work. Like, in that, s- in that species, they just don't have those materialistic desires they just everyone mm. just we have it good yeah that would be that'd be hilarious that'd be good that'd be a good tv show <laughs> do you guys do dmt <laughs> oh <laughs> duh, we're not fucking stupid <laughs>
0: yeah <laughs> yeah they speak,
1: s- they speak spanish
0: <laughs> <laughs> say what was the other one you had the?
1: Oh, yeah, exactly. That'd be funny, too, if they were, like, stereotypical Mexicans. <laughs> like a Halloween costume from the 90s. <laughs> they come in with mustaches, sombreros, and fucking ponchos. Like, see? <laughs> and then they're like, holy fuck, they're so sophisticated. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and yeah, and then they, like, meet a Mexican, and like, what
0: the fuck, man? <laughs> <laughs> and the Mexicans, the, uh, they just rule the rest of the world, right?
1: <laughs> you are chosen people.
0: <laughs> really? <laughs> Everyone should be able to eat tacos for a dollar a taco.
1: You guys produce tacos, weed, and tortilla chips—the <laughs> greatest thing. They have liberated our people. The holy,
0: the holy trifecta. <laughs> they have liberated our people. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Dude, that'd be such a mind fuck. <laughs>
0: tortilla chips are like their currency. <laughs> All right,
1: toasty. <laughs> I will give you one Tostitos if you give me a corn tortilla chip from (laughs) Chi-Chi's. Remember Chi-Chi's? Yeah, Chi-Chi's is good. Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So... Should we wrap? You got anything else? We'll get back to this alien shit. That was a good. That was a good. Uh, that was a good way to end it. Yeah. That, that. But that. That would. That would be hilarious if aliens come so, in. So so fun.
1: <laughs> everything that like society has deemed as shit. They're like, <laughs> no, actually, that's the best stuff.
0: We love the disaster artists. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh man. <laughs> we love Don Lemon on CNN. <laughs> What would uh yeah. (laughs) This Trump character is your (laughs) savior. We sent him to you and you didn't accept him. (laughs) (laughs) We sent you we sent you Ben Shapiro. (laughs) He talks he talks like an alien. Right. (laughs) Yeah. These aliens, do they believe in Judeo-Christian values? (laughs) That's the question. (laughs) I don't care that you don't have a penis and speak Spanish. Do you agree with my principles? That was episode 15 (laughs) of premature bingo. (laughs) Jesus, Judeo-Christian values. (laughs) Catch you on the next one.